Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Ruption, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 5 of The Hot Take. I am once again joined by my lovely co-host, M-Steps. What's up, guys? M-Steps here. You know, before we get into this video, please do check out my channel. I do my own thing with the CDL and Rocket League Esports, so if you guys are into that, most definitely go check it out. And uh, Nick, we have some great news, man. Yeah, so we officially got accepted to go on to Spotify. Uh, our podcast will be the audio of our podcast will be going on to Spotify. That link will be in the description of our YouTube video. So we're going to be posting two different things, hoping to get them out at the same exact time. So we won't have to do double posts and we're looking to get into Apple podcasts here soon as well. But hey man, for you uh, Spotify listeners, man, make sure to follow, check us out on YouTube if you want to see what we look like too. So that way you can put a face to the voice. And also for those YouTube uh, listeners who are watching, make sure to subscribe, man. Make sure to subscribe. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess we can kind of start off this episode with another sad news. I know last episode we talked about Scump retiring. Now another big face to the Call of Duty scene has retired. That is Methods. Yeah, uh, it was very sad. I didn't expect it. I I don't think anybody did, to be honest. I mean, I definitely didn't. It made sense when he started talking and his family was there. I mean, he just came on stage, and you know what? I'm glad that the CDL at least let Methods get his flowers to be able to go on stage and go out the way he wanted to, being the longtime vet that he is. You know, he finally got his spotlight, and that's the way to go out, I guess. So, I mean, you know, it's a sad time, but it's also a happy time for him, so. Yeah, I mean, I kind of posted this on Twitter. I I grew up watching Methods. Uh, there was also a pretty good point in my competitive career back in World War II when he actually shouted me out and getting to meet him in Minnesota. It was the same thing with Scump getting to meet him. Uh, you know, Mike, let's, let's do the same thing that we did with Scump. Obviously, Scump being, in my consideration, the GOAT of Call of Duty. But Methods is up there, definitely on the Mount Rushmore Call of Duty esports. Let's, let's say one good memory of uh, Methods in terms of playing or content-wise. Uh, you know, I gotta say this one would be more so out of game, even though I did watch Methods versus Optic back when he was on phase in Black Ops 2, I like woke up and saw Fat Tony, but, <laughs> um, no, this one's out of game for me. Definitely. You know, speaking of Fat Tony, you know, him being an overweight kid to see him shape to who he is now really inspired me and like the mentality he has like better days ahead and stuff like that just like really in, in, it inspires me i mean it does you know he's a very funny person i love his you know personality there's not a time where i go into a stream and it's like negative vibes it's you know he's always laughing always cracking jokes the dude's hysterical so i mean content's gonna be his thing but that's definitely uh my favorite thing about you know methods yeah i i gotta say my favorite thing about methods was definitely just his personality. Uh, he had the personality of a goofball. He was just like Scump. And I got to say, definitely, probably when he got onto Optic and just kind of turned that team around in terms of hard point. He, he was never a team's first choice. And 
he always proved himself no matter what the circumstance was. And he really showed what it meant to be a professional Call of Duty player. Yeah. Uh, just the last thing about Methods, since you brought that up, was taking a chance on somebody. You know, we didn't even know if Methods was going to be in the CDL, honestly. And Boston Breach took a chance on him. And I'm glad that they did. Methods is still a very high caliber, you know, in he's a league player for sure. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Even though he didn't put up the stats, he's still a league player, you know, with what he does. But yeah. Yeah. Sad to see him go. Definitely. Uh off of the methods topic, because I feel like we can talk about methods all day. Let's hop straight into the team analysis of major two. And I'm going to go ahead and bring this up. So for you Spotify listeners, currently I have the bracket up for major two. We're not going to go through every single match. We're going to kind of go through each team and say like, okay, this is what we saw that was good. This is what we saw that was bad and so on and so forth. You know, Nick, I'm going to kick it off to you and, you know, looking at the bracket here, I'm just going to ask you, who do you think was the biggest winner of this weekend? I personally got to say LA Thieves. I, I've been riding off the LA Thieves all year. If you guys have heard the episodes, I've been saying this team is not going to perform when they need to. We've been saying that they need to blow it up, and they came out here and got second place. So I definitely feel like they're the biggest winners, even though they did get second, and congrats to the Atlanta phase for winning the event. But I got to say they're the biggest winners. Now, do you, I mean, I think personally with the online qualifiers, the geo, like geographical location of L.A. kind of you know plays an impact on how they do online. Now, coming to land, they're always a strong team, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you. I think that, you know, they were a it's really good team uh, coming to land. People, you know, did doubt them if they were going to, you know, bow out top eight like they did last event. Uh, for me, man, it, it's got to be the rocker. I, I think this was a big event for them out of the five majors um where they needed to solidify some cdl points just to like you know get in that top eight conversation so they don't get eliminated for champs so yeah for me it was the rocker i can also agree with you on the thieves totally uh i think you know thieves played amazing granted you know i think optics should have won that series we'll get to that later but you know Mm -hmm. at the end of the day i think rocker and thieves were the biggest winners and now nick i want to kick it off to you who do you think was the biggest loser of the weekend I mean, I, I got to say it either has to be Florida or London because you have Florida that just made a roster change to bring in Dave Patty, got rid of Brack, and I said in my YouTube video that's going to be coming out that I feel like this change was not necessary. If you were going to make a change, it shouldn't have been for Brack. And... Obviously, I was saying that if Optic would have lost to LA Thieves round one, that Florida could have beat, beaten them and eliminated them top 12. But at the same time, you got London that just has been abysmal. To be year. honest, I completely forgot London played. I, I 
didn't even know that they were at this event, to be honest, man. Yeah, no, I agree with you on the Florida. Florida definitely, uh, they look terrible in hardpoint. They got worse in S&D, I think, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't yeah. know what, like, dude, Florida and London are in, like, a very bad pickle. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what Florida's going to do going forward in London, too. They need to continue making changes. But, you know, when will a – Are we going to see a LA roster? situation in Cold War where they made a change, like, three or four times that they made a change? Yeah, who knows? But, you know, for me, I think the biggest loser here, you know, I would say New York, but honestly, man, it's got to be the Seattle Surge team. I, I just can't yeah. get over this Seattle Surge team. I don't know what it is about them where they go to the, you know, an event, get second or first, top top three, I'd say. Next event, they just bow out. I mean, it's unbelievable. Losing to a breach team that, you know, I grant is their home series. I think they should have won this series. I know the whole thing that happened with Mac, the mm -hmm. kill streak that went through the map, killing him and his teammate. Terrible on the you know game uh, developers, but all in all, they just did not look good. They yeah. didn't. Going off the score streak thing, I wanted to ask you this: Do you think that they should have replayed the map because it's a game-breaking situation where? That streak, if it went the other way, then Seattle could have won the map. Because you look back, and I hate to bring it up, you look at Optic versus Rocker at the beginning of the year with the SAE, and they forced a replay, and Optic said no. They had to forfeit the map. But here you have a streak that's actually allowed that glitched. It was a game glitch that changed the outcome of a map, and there was no replay. I completely think there should have been a replay. I mean, looking back at that, there's no way to say that that streak, you know, killed his teammates in pur on purpose or like that mm -hmm. just naturally happened. Like there's no way. I mean, for Mac, you got to be feeling for the guy, you know, at the same time though. I mean, they can't win an S and D anyways. So I mean, and like it I was I, on Sib's birthday. That's terrible. That's terrible. But I mean, this Seattle surge team, I think they need a roster change, you know, Kind of, I don't want to say blow it up, but I mean they need to get some pieces that just aren't there to equip this team to be a consistent top six team at least, top four. I mean they sh they have the talent, Pred and Sib. I mean they're right there. It's just a matter of this team being consistent enough. I I just hate it. I can't predict this team. They're such a difficult team to predict, but looking yeah. at it, I mean it's just a roller coaster up down up down up down. So I mean, yeah, I think they're the biggest losers of this one. Now, can we also say that the Seattle surge going downhill is in part to Optic trying to get Pred during the roster mania period and Pred saying, yeah, I want to go to Optic? Uh, you know, I don't think that that was necessarily like the biggest impact. <clears throat> uh, I think that people may look at it because of the bad results, but either way, man, this is just the Seattle surge, just inconsistently inconsistent like crazy. Up and down, like I said. You know, look at it last year. Same thing. Never know about this team. Yeah. So that's my take on Seattle Surge. Now, I'm going to pass it to you. What do you think was the biggest surprise matchup, in your opinion? Biggest surprise matchup? Definitely Rocker taking out New York uh, round one. I mean, I think looking over the winner's matches, I think most people had Optic... Subliners, Ultra, and Phase. 
uh, no one really suspected Rocker, Rocker to come in and, you know, win map five, round 11, even win two S&Ds against, you know, Subliner, you know, even like look that good the way they did in general. Yeah. And the run that Rocker had was just absurd. So I think definitely the Rocker Subliners, I mean, people, you know, definitely saw the upset potential, but we just didn't know how Rocker was going to look. And they looked amazing. Yeah, I got to say my most surprising matchup was once again rocker 3-0ing optic i honestly thought that optic was one of the more strong teams coming into the event because they had a good online stage they looked pretty good playing together but you got to look at the smg duo they shotzi was just baiting hook the entire time hook was dying left and right and shotzi was just playing for the trade. He wasn't really playing for a position. And then you got to look at Illy. Illy didn't have the best performance against the Rocker. And Dashy wasn't the Dashy that we know in terms of this matchup. You know, I want to not just talk about this matchup, but Optic in general. Now, this team, you know, as Optic fans, we love watching them, but we also hate watching them <laughs> because of this one reason, and that is discipline. Yes. Shotzi, I mean, the guy is a you know amazing talent, great player to watch. But this game is so punishing that when you make the wrong decision or lose that key gunfight that was risky, it punishes you. And we saw that against the thieves on that fortress. Shotzi, all he had to do was send the spawn, and the optic would have won around. But instead, he pushes out, dies. Optic gets put in a blender. Now, this team. Will they get disciplined, do you think? I think it honestly comes down to Dashy and Illy, because Illy is supposed to be the in-game leader, and Dashy, said by Hex, is supposed to lead this team to the future. And I think it comes down to them telling Shotzi and Hook to play more disciplined. And... Illy, I'm not saying Illy played the best in terms of discipline. Illy was popping two and three pieces when he needed to, but there were different times where his positioning was just all off. And I like the play that uh, Shotzi did on Embassy S&D, where he kind of juked out Kenny, where he just played his life. He was originally at sign, went top orange, ran around the corner, and then as Kenny was pushing up orange stairs, he jumped to the other side over by ladder. Obviously, you had Shotzi's webcam, which is probably the funniest moment in the whole entire event, where he just kind of looked at the camera and while I kind of... Yeah. And I, I gotta say, Optic has to play more disciplined. We have been saying this about Optic for years. They are a team that just think they can fly at everybody and have no consequences. You have the biggest fan base in all of esports. If you're not performing, this fan base is going to tear you apart. And I think Illy and Hook are going to be the main X factors of this team, mainly Hook. I mean, the other thing I wanted to say, too, was Illy didn't even know when to put the snipe away. I mean, mm -hmm. dude only got one kill with a sniper on Embassy against Rocker, and he still had it out until about round 11. Or, I'm sorry, was it round 11? 
Round 10. It went to round 10, yes. Yeah, I mean, it was just absurd. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to knock on Illy with the, you know, he's the best sniper in the game, hands down, but mm -hmm. dude didn't know when to put it away. Optic are getting blown away on map positioning. I'm sure they could have won a round if Illy had an AR or something, but uh, yeah, when you when you are flying like that against a team disciplined, a disciplined team like Thieves, who are very structured, you're not going to get away with that. You know, they're going to punish you for that. And that's what happened. They punished Optic. Now, Shotzi, I mean, he kind of seems to be like that guy that wants to make that game-winning play. You know, he wants to, you know, if he wins that gunfight, he could win. They could win. But if they lose, very punishing. Going forward, I hope to see Optic kind of make adjustments. And again, like you said, Hook, I mean, he's not going to be the flashiest player. He's not going to be the statistics player. But he's going to be another key piece to this team to win, in my, in my opinion. So... We'll see what Optic does uh, going forward. But another team I wanted to talk about was uh, Toronto Ultra. Man. I knew this one was coming. <laughs> they had a stinker. Yeah, I mean, they looked good against LAG, but yet again, LAG. Uh, you had Scrappy playing pretty good in round one. And then he was kind of non-existent for the rest of the tournament yeah i mean ultra's big game mode is control and maybe i thought here that you know ultra were going to be able to turn it around at least but man they just got cluttered absolutely shut out they didn't look on point the whole team on on uh saturday was just not it yeah i mean i think they didn't win it they went out they went out oh and six on saturday you know just i think it was a really off day for toronto so i don't think that you know, they're going to be out of the top three conversation, in my opinion. Do you think they'll be out of the top three conversation? No. I I think they're still a strong team. I just think versing a team like FaZe and how hot the Thieves were this event, you just got to look at the matchups. I think, personally, they should have 3-0'd LAG because hmm. you, you start off with map one. Assault was not even on the map. Yeah. They, they were playing a 3v4 the entire time in terms of LAG. And from there, it was pretty much smooth sailing in that series. And then you run into Atlanta FaZe, who just looked amazing against Toronto. They made it look so easy for atlanta phase to look like the best team in the game yeah uh last team that i kind of want to talk about here because we or there's two like two teams at least i want to talk about the second to last one here is uh boston breach now they lost a phase game five very close series and then they go down to losers start making a run uh first round they beat seattle second round they beat lag then they come to optic they lose to Optic. Now, they did kind of throw that series. They did throw some maps. They threw map one. That for sure, 100%. Dash, you got a three-piece, four-piece, whatever it was. Three. Yeah, and then they, they did throw that series. But going forward now, Boston Breach without methods, Beans coming in, do you think this is an upgrade? Personally, no. I don't think it's an upgrade because you have methods who 
was dropping 1.4s. Like, throughout Major 1, he had the number one KD overall. And methods just kind of retiring. He was still putting up numbers. But I don't I don't think it's an upgrade. Or at least I don't think it's an upgrade right now. It could be down the road. But I think I mean, even though I love this player, it comes down to Vivid. It comes down to how well he can perform. Because let's face it, he has been underperforming to what we know Vivid can perform at. I think this duo, yeah, as you said, you know, Breach for me comes down to two players because we know we're going to get a Nero, Vivid and Awakening, like you said. I'm adding Joe in there, Joe Awakening, because, you know, he's a, he can be gross. He is gross. But at times, he can also get outslayed. So, I mean, you never know what you're going to get out of Awakening. Vivid, you know, again, statistically, he's not too bad. But, you know, if he's getting slayed a map, it's not good. So this Breach team is going to be interesting with Beans, what they do going forward. Who's going to be like the new IGL, you know, kind of Vokes spokesperson, you know, in other words. But they're going to be an interesting team to watch. And... uh this last and final team that I want to talk about, obviously the champs themselves proved themselves and the curse is over Atlanta phase. I just want to talk about specifically their S and D. They look amazing. S and D really good. Yep. Um, they lost the hard points to the thieves in the grand finals. They came back, won the S and D's simp and Abizi played amazing. Tiny tears went from underperforming to over to performing where they should be. And then Slasher, everyone doubting. So what are your thoughts on Atlanta phase, Nick? You know, I I said it for a while now. I think Atlanta phase are at least a top two team, if not a top three. And because I, I honestly feel the number one and number two teams in the league right now are New York Subliners and Atlanta phase. Overall, you have Atlanta Phase. I believe they went nine and zero in S and D, and have been fifteen and one on LAN this year, yeah. which is pretty much unheard of. And you have Slasher. I'm going to mention this. It was against the Minnesota Rocker, where he started off 0-6 on Hotel S&D, and they still managed to win. Slasher, to me, obviously he comes in for RCDs at the beginning of the year. He fills the role of RCDs pretty good in terms of being that IGL. Yeah, the Tiny Terrors and Simp and Abizi finally performing to what we know they can perform at. And you have Selium. Selium was doing his thing, obviously snaking while he did his thing, but we're not going to get into that because for some reason they allow it in the CDL. And they went on to win the grand final 4-2. to two. And Atlanta Faze just looked strong this weekend. Yeah. 
you know, speaking of, you know, three caliber players of Simp, Abizi, and Selium, I want to talk about some key players from this weekend who really stepped up or even took a step back. So, Nick, who are some notable players for you this past weekend? Or let's start off with one person. I think one notable person, I got to say Octane. Octane really played good this uh, weekend. He went from being a player that I was kind of doubting at the beginning of the year to being a player that I wanted to watch their POV the entire time because it's evident that he sat down and watched what he was doing wrong and was like, okay, this is how I need to fix my gameplay. And it really showed this weekend. Yeah, you know, he did play really well against Optic, as per usual, who doesn't play well against Optic. But, <laughs> yeah, no, Octane did play well this past weekend. That is a good play. You know, I didn't even think about Octane, to be honest. Uh, for me, it's got to be Benjamin Bantz. I mean, yes. dude was just all over the map. I mean, he was doing his thing for Rocker and Hardpoint, S&D, and Control in all three game modes, man. He was just stepping it up. And, you know... With the Rocker, too, is Afro. Afro didn't have one bad series until that Thieves series. But, you know, that's what you want to see out of the Rocker. I mean, I'm not saying bands, but, you know, you got you to get Cammy up there somehow. But Cammy's got to return to form, and that team will be gross. But until then, we'll see. For me, yeah, I think my notable player is Benjamin Bands and Afro. But, yeah, Octane's a good one, too. Who do you now, think? Oh, go ahead. Who? who do you... I think I was going to say the same thing. Who do you think took a step back? Ooh, there's a couple for me. Uh, I think one important one is the Bulldog, Kismet. I don't think he played that well this past weekend. You know, he just didn't look good. Had a terrible series against Thieves. I mean, yeah, it's got to be the Bulldog for me. Yeah, I got to say, it's in between two players. I got to say either Scrappy. Or Holt Havoc. Havoc did not have a good series against LA Thieves. He has been kind of the backbone of this Florida team in terms of SD. He did not perform in the SD. And Scrappy, he went from talking some smack on main stage against LAG and saying, I don't even know why they call it a rivalry, they're bums, to then proceed to go 0 6. And I got to say that because he was mainly the only one that was talking smack. And those next two matches, he did not perform well. I mean, yeah, granted, different day, different COD team. You know, it's very difficult to do that. But, you know, I the one thing about Scrappy I will respect is he talks trash no matter what. Yeah, If he's winning, losing, I mean, that's typical. But, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of players that stood out this past weekend, teams – Yo, we got like a really good, I think, feel for how these teams will be going forward. Cause you can take a lot from LAN, like, you know, yeah. a lot. So, you know, Nick, I think uh, with this major two Boston event done in the books, I think this offseason is going to, or not offseason, this little break is going to be kind of nuts. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to talk about, some roster mania things that you think are teams that should change, you know, go right ahead. Yeah, obviously let's, let's start off with the change that's already happened. Florida releasing major maniac. 
I, I feel like Major Maniac always gets disrespected. <laughs> he always yeah. gets disrespected by these teams. Like he went from getting dropped by Minnesota to going to Florida and now dropped by Florida. And I mean, granted, he did not perform in this land, but overall this year he's performed decently well. Yeah, I mean, for this Florida team, like how can you get any worse is the question. I think and Major Maniac. They just Major, did it. <laughs> so Major Maniac being um an AR player, you know, there is going to be some sort of person that they're looking at, I would hope. Um, which, you know, could be a guy named Dan Ghosty, you know, insane yeah. in challengers. He's an AR player. So yeah, I mean at Florida, the question is how do you get worse? So the changes will start to come. Yeah. And now a uh, team that I think are on the chopping block. Obviously, you have Vegas, London, Seattle, LAG, and Boston. Vegas, I truly think that they need to get a solidified SMG player. Who that may be, I don't know. You might look at a player like Yuli, for example, from that Decimate gaming roster. Or you might look at a player like Too Real, who had a stint in the Pro League and just won the Boston Challengers event with Ghosty and Yuli. Now, in terms of London... I'm I'm going to continue saying it. Get rid of nasty. Or give me, give me Harry and Gizmo in there. Yeah. Or honestly, if you are really set on keeping nasty, trade Asim. Get him out of there if nasty is going to be still on the roster, because that SMG duo is not it. Yeah. I mean Florida. We talked we mentioned Dan Ghosty, but me personally, I think you needed to keep Major Maniac and Brack at least. You gotta look at mainly Vickle. Vickle really hasn't performed to the standards that we really thought he was gonna be performing at. Being in the conversation of rookie of the year, I highly doubt he's gonna get rookie of the year. Because yeah, you have no a player like Scrappy who had just performed the entire year besides for Saturday where he kind of just went AFK. And in terms of Seattle, I think you got to look at if you're not going to make a change, that is bad on the organization's part. Obviously, we've heard Octane talk poorly about Seattle Surge. And I think you honestly, Mac performed pretty good this weekend. I think now you got to be looking at accuracy. It's about time accuracy is getting some looks. You know, I think this team definitely needs a change. The roller coaster cannot keep going up and down. Consistency needs to happen. It's not good for the organization. That team has to make some moves this offseason. Or I keep on saying off season. This time before major three, even if it's during online qualifiers. Now the other team, I think, you know, obviously I don't think they'll make changes just yet. Leg, 
I think they can definitely change out maybe Joe Deceives, Assault, maybe put in Diamond Con, that, you know, variation. We'll see for the online qualifiers. Maybe that's a thing. But RCD's even tweeted out they need to do something. So after not competing with Boston or Toronto, definitely some moves have to happen for them. Yeah, I I definitely agree because – we really thought that this LAG team was going to be good bringing in those academy players and they really have underperformed to our standards. RCDs has been pretty good. Obviously you can't get rid of RCDs. You had optic try to get him earlier this off, uh, this roster mania before major two and that didn't work out. So you can't get rid of RCDs. I think you look at, honestly, Assault or Joe Deceives. I think you keep Exceed. And I think you either look at Assault or Joe Deceives. I mean, the whole money honeymoon phase is over. So, I mean, the real LAG, this land is what we saw, like who they are. You know, top eight, tops. I mean, I was thinking top six team, but they're top eight team. So, I mean, they're nothing special in my opinion. Just the honeymoon phase now is over. So, yeah, now, I mean, I think – oh, go ahead. Do we say with the two teams that we've been saying to blow it up all year, do we think that they we want to see them do another chance? Is LAG – sorry, LA Thieves and Minnesota Rocker? I think Thieves, uh, after this major, I think they're always in the top six conversation. I think they're good enough for CDL points to make it to champs. Do I think they'll perform the way they did this event? No. I don't think they'll make it top two. Maybe they'll, I mean, they may make another top four, but I think they really peaked this event, you know, went on a 9 0 map spree, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I don't think they'll play up to the, how they played this major, but I definitely think they'll make it to the champs. Obviously, they'll make it in top four, maybe to another major. But yeah, uh, as if for what was the other team you said? Minnesota Rocker. Oh, Minnesota Rocker. Uh, yeah, no, this was a peak event for them. Definitely not making it back to like top four, top three. Um, yeah, I think they're a top six to eight team. I mean, if they keep on playing the, like the way they did this event, I mean, yeah, top six to eight for sure. So, yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much all we wanted to talk about this episode. Obviously, congratulations to the Atlanta phase for winning major two. Next episode, we will be doing our hot takes. If you guys don't know what the hot takes are, we do a prediction every single qualifier or before the major obviously this episode we're talking strictly about the boston major that happened so there's not going to be any predictions because they haven't released the schedule yet and we do a point for the correct series count and an extra point for the winner currently i am up four to one against mike so hopefully next episode he tries to come back because <laughs> I don't want to be just lounging in my chair saying, oh, you might get it right. So Okay, Nick. I don't need the taunting, <laughs> man. Yeah, next episode is going to be my revenge tour, man. I'm going to definitely try and lock down my predictions. So uh, 
be be uh yeah you can't be predicting london anymore yeah no i'm <laughs> done with that man oh my god it's chalked <laughs> but yeah stay tuned for that episode guys uh if you guys did like this episode please do like comment and subscribe let nick i'll let you take it away man yeah, so thank you guys for watching. If you're on YouTube, thank you for listening on Spotify. Make sure to follow our Spotify page. Show us that you guys like this new change. Go subscribe to our YouTube channels. Links to that will be in our video and our Spotify. And yeah, thank you guys for watching. Tune in to the next episode. Peace out, guys.